brother. Oh, shit. Throwing Smoke back again. Episode 7. Joe B., Uncle Randy, here to go over the UFC Singapore that was this past weekend. A little bit of MMA news and then dive heavy deep into the upcoming baddest motherfucker belt. Balls deep. UFC Balls deep. 244. You have Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. Two fighters, two warriors that are just, they're there to fight. They're not there for a title, really. I mean, yes, for the title, but not uh, not a, a ranked title. Just down to fucking scrap, not bitching i need this amount of money to do it like just two people down to throw down oh hell yeah this belt uh to me i know a lot some fighters are giving it grief but uh this is the most important belt in mma right now it makes you the most money these guys have the chance to propel themselves to a new stratosphere financially uh, they're already doing well finally after their long careers and getting themselves here they both deserve it um but to me People bitching, whining, they're just hating, they're jealous. These guys are geniuses, and this is the real shit. This is what people want to see, man. This is the fight that's going to bring back the Wutskis, goddamn. The people that have left, the purists want to see beautiful violence. Watch this fight. Fuck yeah. No, I I agree. I think the, and it's not for me to say because they could all beat the shit out of me but all the fighters that are talking shit about it are they're jealous one because it's the baddest motherfucker title right i mean whoever wins can legitimately walk around with this strap and go i'm the baddest motherfucker you see this right here proof right here no doubt i mean you can walk around swinging that big dick this is just you know right it'll never go away and what i like about it you touched on it no need for all the shit talking. You know why? Because it does nothing for either one of these guys. They're, they, These guys are both guys that you can't get psychologically. So why waste the energy? You know, they both know that. They're like, shit, this dude ain't going to give a shit if I try to get in his head. It's not going to work. I'm going to waste my energy shit. I got to bring it all to the fight. So I'm looking forward to this shit big time. I can't wait to get to the breakdown. But oh, we'll So get what there. did we'll you think there. of Singapore, though? What did you think? Uh, Singapore, I thought was actually a good card. It wasn't one of the better fight nights that they've had recently, but I thought it was a it was a good card. It started off well as far as the main card with a Muslim. Uh, um, going off of what you said last time, I was looking forward to seeing him fight, and the the way that uh, uh, the hell's homeboy's name um, Staropoli Staropoli came off like yeah. he. It was a good scrap. Like he tried. Yeah, it was a good scrap. He was it did. he was firing back, but Muslim was just like one step ahead of him. And yeah. some of the uh I mean, it was good. Like I it was a good start to the main card. Um Yeah. I mean then you had Dariush come in and do what he does. I mean, choke the dude out oh, he, like two minutes in. Dude, he came in flying balls <laughs> of fury. Like he the his striking uh, because they were talking about his ground game and him talking about wanting to use what the other, what his opponent's good at, and turn yeah. it on him. And against uh, Frank Camacho, he just—I mean—he lit him up. 
His combinations were tight. Like he was just accurate. All 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 shots landed, uh, and they were heavy shots. And then yeah, once he got him down, it was quick. Oh yeah, yeah. He took uh, that was a mercy killing. <laughs> you know, those are one of those where you know the guys like please take here have my neck. You know, and let's get it over with. And I mean, Darius has been on a tear. I had a good feeling about him. The only controversy on the card to me was the. Um, the Stevie Ray and Michael Johnson fight. Yeah. I had it scored a draw. I had it a draw. That's just me. But I didn't think Michael Johnson lost the fight. And, uh, you know, I had Michael Johnson win in the first two rounds, and then Ray win in the, the, the third, 10-8, just because of the damage and being on top and nearly finishing Michael Johnson. So I had it a draw. Do you still give it a 10-8, even though it, it was only the, the second half of the third round? Yeah, I'm okay with it not being a 10-8. Like, I totally could see somebody being like, no, it's a 10-9 round. Just me, I'm saying the way I scored, I was like, that could be a 10-8. So I could see a draw Yeah, where I wouldn't be upset. I was kind of upset that Michael Johnson lost the fight because he pieced him up the first two rounds. I mean, just just beautiful. Clean, jabbed him, stayed behind his jab, and worked his ass. It was some of the head reaction from Stevie Ray when he was eating shots like just the extension that when he got knocked backwards or to the side like Johnson was thrown with fire heavy and a lot of power like he looked good and to not be able to win that I will say the the last of that third round like he took an ass whooping like it was it was just pure domination like that that was like I felt bad like fuck dude he's gonna He's going to lose. Like, I was worried he's going to get knocked out. Like, I tried to, uh, I watched it later, but I, I try not to read the results yeah. so I can at least make my own type of guess and sure. then go back to see what people say. But, dude, that shit, I was like, oh, man, no, he's going to lose. But then to get to not even get the decision or the draw, uh, I mean, I felt like he had at least, I would say, two two full rounds because at least half yeah. of the first and half of the third, he was there. And he owned the second. The oh, second yeah. was all Michael Johnson. Right. It was a clinic. And what I hate about it is Michael Johnson's on his, you know, he's, he's had a rough go of it late. He wanted to win. He wants to win. He's a super tough guy. He took a five-round mauling from Khabib. And, I mean, what, or was it three? I think it was a three-round. But he took a mauling from Khabib is the point. He's tough as nails. He's he's very hard to finish, and I don't know. I felt bad for him. I wanted him to get a win because he's not done. Like he's a guy that just bad breaks. You know, he's still right there in the mix. He could beat anybody on any given day. I just feel for the guy. Yeah, I mean he's thirty three, so you're just you're you're in your prime right now. So you would think that he'd be able to, I don't know, just get that win. He needs that win, definitely. Did you watch the uh, uh, Dontel Mays fight uh, with Gain, the heavyweight? Yes. Dude, them leg kicks, bro. What the hell? <laughs> or not leg kicks, them body kicks, but the with yeah. that leg, holy Christ. That sounded like it hurt. And Mays had a poker face for a long time until there was one that definitely was like, all right, bitch, dude, that's enough. Yeah, that heel hook was impressive at the end, though. Yeah, yeah. It was very impressive. You, you know, those are hard to catch. And I had uh, Mays piecing him up, you know, as far as damage-wise overall. And then 
um, to fall back and get that heel hook was was pretty impressive. I uh, you know you don't see those get got many times in MMA. Most guys can defend that, but it is a terrible position to be in because you can I mean destroy a leg just one extra second and your leg will be ripped to shreds. Yeah, yeah. No, he tapped quick as soon as he had it linked oh, yeah. up. It was all right. I'm done. I'm done. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was interested to see that gain. I'd I'd like to see him again. I think he's still yeah. young and up and coming, so you can still see he's not as crisp with the striking. But mm-hmm. but dude, them body kicks, oh my god. Well yeah, heavyweights, man. That's that's a division where you just gotta be around, you know, and you can be in it in the mix at any time. You know, heavyweights uh are tough to come by good ones, so it's good when there's a good young uh, up and comer and prospect for the heavyweight division. Yeah, even uh, Mace too. I'm like, excited about him. Yeah, both yeah, of them. I, I've enjoyed them both. It was a good scrap. Uh, you don't see a lot of heavyweight fights go that long, so no know, kudos to them. It wasn't just a a barn burning damn uh, tough man contest. It was a legit mixed martial arts contest, and so I liked them. But uh, you know, and then we go to Askren and Maya. What were your thoughts? Uh, my <laughs> Askren, did you see that there was a video on Twitter? of Askren tra- cha- uh, training and he's like up practicing that uppercut that he was throwing all all night against Maya which where mm-hmm. I'm not I'm just trying to get points I'm not trying to really oh I mean trying to touch yeah him. but Maya looked damaged like he I mean he landed a couple good ones to that face but yeah once you got down on the ground I mean it was good that fight actually it was a good fight it had good stand-up where they were both landing hitting each other although some of that i think were like heads colliding is where the damage came from because yeah there's a, there's a lot of head because yeah. because ben askren is so clunky yeah his striking is so clunky and here's what like to your if you're watching it just as a viewer it's just like you said like there's a lot of strikes landed thrown but if you compare the like the reason ben didn't look terrible is because Maya's also not <laughs> a very great striker. Because Ben looked clumsy, like it was weird. And, you know, for them as a scrap, it was good. And I love Ben Askren and I love Damian Maya. I'm happy for Maya. I feel for Ben Askren. I think he gets a bad rap. The guys come in and fought killers. Um, and it's just, he hasn't evolved with the game as much as everyone else has. And it's shown that. That one-dimensional fighter, except Damian Maya, because jiu-jitsu is so lethal if he gets on your back. You know, it's tough. I don't know if, uh, and I don't know if the fire's actually burning in Ben that much anymore. I don't know. Well, I mean, Dana must be happy, right? Because he For sure. didn't want to bring him here to begin with. Finally brings him here, and he goes one and one and two. Yeah, but just imagine, and Dana mentioned this today because people, of course, have been asking him that because everyone knows that that's the case. <laughs> but he was like, look, if I didn't trade for Ben Askren, there would be no Masvidal Diaz because Masvidal wouldn't have need his head off in five seconds. <laughs> so there would be no 244. Yeah. There'd be no BMF belt. So it's kind of true, you know, shit tends to happen like it should, I guess. But I'll be the first to say when Ben Askren wasn't in the UFC, I was screaming that it was a tragedy. And he, 
his performance has let me down. Not him, because I would never judge any of these fighters. They're doing all that they can. They're, they're warriors. They're tougher than me by a million and better than me. And they'd whip my ass, like you said. But if I'm analyzing it, I have to say his skills haven't come along with the game. Like some these guys are just so good everywhere. Which is, it's crazy to think that he was undefeated before coming here. Never even really hurt. Right. He was never really cut, scratched. He was beating people, laying on them and beating them to death. So then to come here and you have a war with Lawler that, you know, ended controversially. You had got knocked out and now you're fighting a jujitsu master. Should he have taken the Maya fight so soon after the knockout? No. Right? No, we should. He needed a can. I said that. I think we both said that, that it was a dangerous fight for him. Damian Maya is dangerous for every man on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. Every man. Because if he gets your back, his squeeze, he basically choked out Ben with one arm. He didn't even have the second arm very good. But his squeeze is so tight. He's a constrictor. And, I mean, fuck. That's crazy that he ben, didn't tap. He, he, let, he let himself go out. Dude, he has went to the Angels twice in his last two <laughs> yeah. fights. I mean, he has went straight to the Lord uh, and been sent back to his body because, yes, he has left consciousness in two of his last two fights. So, to if he's still in, because I think he's he's said that he's not sure what he wants to do, needs to mull it over. Hey, I think he needs time off. Take the rest of the mm-hmm. year, come back maybe March, April, maybe June. There's no, there's no rush. Relax. Maybe tune up some things. Try some new things. Get rest. But when he comes back, should he fight Lawler again because of the controversy that surrounded that fight? I want Robbie to get that fight, yes, because it, it would be good for Robbie to avenge it. It's a terrible idea for Ben because he walked away unscathed. I think he needs to fight some young whippersnapper that is maybe still wet behind the ears, kind of well-known, a little bit, see if he can get a win, in the a legit win. Like, people need to see him get a real win because people, a lot of people don't acknowledge the Robbie Lawler fight. And that's if he still wants to. Look, I think he's great. Like, with Ariel Hawani, because he's with him all the time, he's fucking good. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. He's, he's corny funny, that Midwestern funny. And uh, he speaks well. So, you know, if he wants to hang him up, I'm not mad at him. Yeah. It's up to him, though. Yeah. Just take time off. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought overall what I, what I saw of the card, man, it was, a, it was a good night of fights, a lot of action. Uh, the ground game between Askren and Maya, the reversals, the threatened submissions, like, that was fun to see. Like, that, that fight. Yeah, the chain wrestling and yeah, shit. Like, that fight had it all. Had strikes, had yeah. ground game, and then you know it. There was a finish. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's true. You're absolutely right. And it's just it's it's watching two people that are obviously legit on the ground as it comes where they. I mean, it was just fluid transitions. Like it was that's it's a fun shit to watch when you can see people that know what they're doing and can also move with it. Yeah. It's also funny to look at Ben Askren's terrible body and know how much of a killer he is. It's crazy. Uh, he has no muscle tone. The guy is, but fucking killer psychopath. It is, uh, 
It is fun to watch, though. I, I enjoyed it. I'm with you. It was a, it was a good, uh, especially for free, for a free card. Um, I liked it. Yeah. But uh, what did you have? I didn't get to see the thing on news for it. Did you have some news you wanted to talk about? I did. So did you hear that Randy Couture had a heart attack? He walked did. himself to the hospital and then walked himself home from the hospital when he was all set. Savage. Dude, what in the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I read about it. He he was uh it started when he was working out and so he thought it was like a a rib that was misplaced or a vertebrae. So he tried to foam roll it. Ugh. Then that wasn't helping. So instead of fighting the LA traffic, he walked to Cedar Cyanide. They do an EKG, and they're like, sir, you've had a heart attack. Boom. They rush him back to the heart cath lab, do a heart catheterization. It's his diagonal artery. Throw a stent in that motherfucker. Captain America goes back to his room, <laughs> jerks his, his huge penis, and is like, all right. And they're like, okay, sir, you can go home. And then he walks the fuck home and finishes the workout. That's Captain America, guy. Dude, man. right? I, that motherfucker has the, the superhuman serum. What the fuck? <laughs> For sure. Dude, he's 50 some like 56 or some shit. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. And I don't care what nobody says. His jerk-off video <laughs> last year, he's got an impressive cock. It's Captain America. You're supposed to see that, sir. That was leaked. I uh, saw it, and it was impressive. Uh, Kudos to Randy Couture to still be sending damn jerk-it videos at 55. <laughs> Salute you, sir. Uh, Douglas Lima. One over Rory for the uh, welterweight Grand Prix. Yeah, one of the most underrated. He's in the pound for pound. He's a fucking animal. Lima? Dude, Douglas Lima is an animal. But was he? He was from the UFC too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He, did. he fought the UFC at one point. But, I mean, he could fight in the UFC now. I mean, just like Rory. Like, there are fighters in Bellator yeah. that would whoop that ass of a lot of most... I mean, Lima come and contend for the belt right now. He's that good, man. Tony, I still think they should do one big super fight. I do too. But where I feel bad for Rory is how much he's so young. Because people forget he started at 15 with George St. Pierre. 15. He's one of the first kids that trained full mixed martial arts, right? He's one of the first that came up doing all of it. How many times can you be punched in the face? Like, he's the the... The test, you know, like, I don't want to, he's a very old, whatever his age is right now, miles wise. Oh yeah, he's head. And that Lawler fight alone took 10 years. Yeah, and he's had had some wars. The Red King, goddamn. Uh, Shout out to Walt Harris. His daughter is missing, her stepdaughter. Yeah, Uh, in Alabama. She's uh, 19. He's asking for anybody that has any information uh, that knows her, her whereabouts, or the whereabout of her vehicle between October 23rd and September 25th. Uh, they're urged to contact the Auburn Police Division defect, uh, Detective Section at 334-501-3140. Uh, there's an anonymous line that says 334-246-1391. Uh, and a non-emergency is 334-501-3100. Dude, that shit, I don't know what I would do. You know what I mean? No, that's fucking scary. And so quick shout out on top of that. I didn't know we were going to talk about that. I'm glad you did. Um, I don't know the name of the gym, but all my Alabama friends, 
that trained under Scott Jennings that I know that they listen to this show. He has a jiu-jitsu school in Auburn. So if y'all heard that and you know anything or you got anything at all, reach out to those numbers Joe just gave. Um, help out because I know that, I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. So he's he's trying to get on social media. And he, he was one that just spoke up for, um, oh, my God, I can't remember his name. The kid that you're giving your chain to or gave your R- chain. Raiden. Yeah. Raiden Overbay. Yeah, he, he yeah. was one that stood up for him. And then to see him within a week later, if that, asking for help to find his daughter, it's like, damn, man, so that – that guy put all his yeah, karma in the in the good bucket. Let's let's send him some some things. Hopefully, somebody finds something. Yeah, for sure. Everybody, I mean, don't hold any information back. If you got something, uh, help out in that situation. I mean, clearly the guy would help anybody else. And I've seen the MMA community really trying to get it out there. But yeah, spread that shit out. Uh, fuck, that sucks. Cat uh, Zingano. Signed a multi-fight deal with Walt Harris, or uh, with Walt Harris, dumbass, with uh, Bellator. Yeah, it's good for her. I, I, you knew it was coming. Yeah, she's gonna run through. I mean, maybe we'll see. I mean, I say that, but you never know. Now, hell, hmm. we'll have to see. No, I hope so. I love some Cat Zingano though. Fuck. Yeah, no, she's one of my favorites. No, I agree. Uh, I'm hoping that she has a good run there. It, but you obviously saw it coming as soon as she got cut. That I mean, where else are you going to go? I mean, maybe Ryzen or one, but I don't think uh, she wants to leave the country on a permanent basis. No, I think Bellator is right up her alley. Uh, Scott Coker is a uh, a fighter's promoter, and uh, I think she'll be uh, at home there. She just needs to be active more, man. She fights so sporadically, and uh, with Cat, you know, and you, and you got to understand it if you know her story. You know, her husband committed suicide. She lost him. Right after that, she destroyed her knee, every ligament in her knee, had that fixed, came into UFC and was wrecking folks, killed Misha Tate, gets her shot at Rousey, and I thought she had a good shot, and gets armbarred after she tried some sort of flying knee Superman punch. Uh, but she's a good mom. It's fucking, uh, she trains her ass off. She's a stud fighter. So I wish good things for her there. I think she'll do well. Hell yeah. Uh, other than that, the UFC 244. This is where the cream meets the panties. Goddamn. Before we dive too this deep, should we deal. talk about the controversy that, I mean, it's not even controversy, but the, the almost the heart attack for the MMA community where oh i don't i think you got to nate diaz gets told that he had a failed test had elevated levels Mm -hmm. he goes fuck that shit they allegedly want him to keep quiet he says fuck that shit blast that shit out on twitter and everywhere saying i'm not fighting unless they fix that shit because that's bullshit i mean he's a vegetarian he takes whole food supplements doesn't even eat meat, so it wasn't like I had tainted meat. Uh, and then within three days, not even they cleared him. Of course, <laughs> you're going to fight because, I mean, the the money from this fight is enough. But I've, also, I don't think Nate did anything. Agreed. I mean, I think it's it's equally both of those points you just made. But I think people need to understand 
what kind of a big dick energy move that was on Nate and how smart it was. People think he's some dumb thug. That was the smartest move a fighter has ever made in the history of MMA, right there next to Conor McGregor demanding stakes in the UFC. Those were two power moves of two big dick motherfuckers where the UFC caved. Because you don't see him cave ever, usually ever. But when he said, fix it, I knew. I was like, they'll fix it. They're going to fight. Me and you both. We text about it, and you were like, oh, it's going to be fine. But what happened, here's how I picture it. And they tried to tell him to keep quiet, and he's like, fuck that. I'm not going to be involved in that bullshit. I've been ragging motherfuckers that do that my whole career. No, look at my body. It's never changed. Not one iota. He's skinny fat. He always has been. He looks terrible, but he's a fucking cardio machine. He's an alien. He's never had muscles. It's not his thing. And I mean, in any way, not like Dillashaw, who had the little gyno tits, and you could tell he juiced his ass off at some point. Nate never has. Number two, everybody knows he is a, a vegan and his lifestyle. Unless it's THC, it's not going to be in his body. And then number three, their hands were tied. This is this fight is going to make their year, make or break it. You know, this is their Black Friday. Oh hell yeah, for the UFC. Uh, and so there was, no, I bet it was the guys at WME were like, "Fix it, motherfucker." Jeff Nowitzki, fix it. Whatever you got to pretend and make up that it was, and figure out that it was fake. Say that. It will be interesting to. I mean, what they've said is it was a uh, LP thirty something. Uh, I guess Neil Magny got hit with the same thing. It got proved to be yeah. a tainted supplement. Uh, you know, just it's trace amounts. So it's, you can tell from the levels that it was ingested or not or whatever. Although he, I think his, his stint was obviously a lot longer than it took for them to turn around on Nate's because yeah, you can't throw this shit away. Oh yeah. Uh, if they told him to keep quiet until after the fight, then that's fucked up that if they actually know that shit prior to the fight and keep shit under wraps. Well, what that did was that just uh, lined Mark Hunt's lawyers back up in their lawsuit against the UFC with Brock Lesnar. Cause that's what, what Mark Henry or fucking what I just Mark say. Henry. Oh uh, yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But when he fought uh, big Samoan, it's not Mark Henry. Oh. That's the <laughs> WWE wrestler. Mark Hunt. Uh, Mark no, Hunt, I do, but I went with you. I I knew who you were yeah, talking Mark about. Mark Mark Hunt, yeah. But Hunt, who who said y'all knew that shit and let him fight me, he could have killed me. And now this, you're exactly right. So it's pretty ugly. It may open a can. Now Nate don't give a fuck because he he is a straight up G. Oh yeah, in every way. But anybody that has gotten fucked up, I mean, whoever fought anybody that pissed hot can now. Or I mean, maybe not can now, but I'm sure it has some some sort of legal thing that they can go to them for anybody. Like you knew before the fight. It's one thing if you get caught after the fight, they're like, oh shit, we just got the result of this test, mm-hmm. and you fucking pissed hot. Then you're like, oh, what the fuck, overturn this win. But now it's like, well, you knew this motherfucker was juiced, and you let him punch me in the face like that, or kick, high kick yep. me in the face, or any of that shit. Like that's for sure, man. It's ugly. And you're going to see every fucking fighter try to pull an eight Diaz when they test hot. And every one of them is going to get shut the fuck down and told, shut up. You're not Nate yeah. Diaz. Yeah. So kiss my ass. It's going to take 13 months to clear your name. Mm. So just sit quietly. Nate Diaz took three days. You know why? Because he's a fucking champion. 
That's why. And he's Nate Diaz. He deserves every bit of it. But a lot of, like, it's half and half. Fighters are like, fuck that, man. It took, you know, 22 months for them to clear my name and all this shit in three days. Nate Diaz, they come back slobbering, baby. <laughs> uh, my bad. Uh Mm-hmm. Main card of 244 starts off with Kevin Lee and Gegar Gillespie. I like Kevin Lee. Uh, I think he's been on the come, not on the come up because he's been up there, but he's just can't get through the door. I think he gets almost to the door, but then there's some setback. He lost um, the Michael Kaysa fight. Uh, yep. Well, he won the Kaysa fight. He choked him. That's yeah. the guy that he actually showed his jujitsu skills, but then he lost to Raging Al, killed him, and uh, fuck, uh, Tony Ferguson killed him, and who was his last fight? RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos. He came up to 170. RDA killed him. So what it is, though, for me about Kevin Lee, I love Kevin Lee's skill set, but he's a tweener. He's a 165-er. He can't, you know, if he goes to 170, he's too small. At 155, it's a brutal weight cut for him because he's so muscular right and now here's the thing like you said it's a smart pick because he's an underdog he's a damn uh plus 158 dog in this fight you can make some money if you put down 100 bucks on him you can make 158 that's a great underdog pick gregor gillespie though i'm taking him he's a four-time national champ or all-american wrestler he's 13 and 0 6 and 0 in the ufc five finishes dude's a beast i think he's going to beat kevin lee again my pick as an analyst. If I'm betting money, I'd probably take the dog and win some money because Kevin Lee could upset him. Well, I'm definitely taking Kevin Lee for the first fight. I like that. Kevin Lee's got to be motivated, and he's at TriStar now, training under George St. Pierre True, for the first yeah. time. He just went to TriStar. That's, we'll see. That could be huge because George St. Nobody has ever put together – Chain wrestling with striking as good as George St. Pierre. As good before, since, or after. George could do it all, you know, total package. So. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had that fluidness too. So if Kevin can get, I mean, a- any training with him, I think is going to be beneficial. You're going to pick up something, uh, especially like the strength and conditioning. I imagine the cardio, the the flexibility that GSP has like those gymnastic type movements. So I'm sure Kevin's game is going to be up there. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. The thing, the question mark for me is Kevin Lee's gas tank, right? You saw it against raging Al. It's always the question. People drag him into deep waters. Now where he can win, this is where I think he's got opportunity to beat uh, Gillespie as if Gillespie's a wrestler. So Kevin Lee's got to apply pressure, keep him against the cage. Cause Kevin's got a double leg that's out of this world, right? Cause Kevin's a great wrestler. If he can get that double leg against the cage, that's his chance where Gillespie's going to turn to his to his butt and try to give up his back to stand up. Kevin Lee's back control is the best in the division. When he gets your back, like Chiesa, who's a black belt, a murderous black belt, and Kevin Lee choked him out. That doesn't happen. So Kevin Lee's chance is back him up, pressure, take him down with a double leg, get his back, and choke the fuck out of him. You heard it here first. That's his way. <laughs> Uncle Randy loves you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, Derek Lewis. Uh, you want to say that name? Yeah, Ivanov. Oh, you didn't want to say the first name? It's like Blagoy. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Blagoy, yeah. but he's a fucking, uh, he's a tough out. 
<clears throat> this fight's interesting to me because Derek's coming off ACL reconstruction. He's got back problems. Says he's in the best shape of his life. He says that every fight because everybody asks him. He's uh, hilarious. Um, he's a fucking. He's a one hundred five underdog plus one hundred five. So it's basically a pick 'em fight. Um, and for me, it comes down to he's gonna he's gonna have to finish uh, Ivanov early. He's got to finish him early. If he doesn't finish him early, Ivanov's record. He's got. He's 18 and two. He's got six KOs, six decisions, six submissions. So he's well-rounded. He can go the distance. He does it all the time. Gas isn't going to be his problem. It's going to be Derek's. Thing is, Derek's got that one-punch knockout power that can send your soul to the Lord. So I think Derek's got to finish him early. I'm taking Lewis. Yeah, no, I'm I'm there with you. I'm a I'm a fan of Lewis. I think I would ride or die with Lewis. Uh, just be, oh, yeah, I'd be his best friend. <laughs> My balls are hot, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, you know, ah, dude's awesome. Uh, no, he's classic. But I think if he, he, you're right. He's got to go f- first and early. He's got to come out and bang and not look to sit there and try to go. I mean, he he went the distance with Francis, but they didn't do anything but stand there and circle each other for a while. Uh, yeah. So as Derek's also been so gassed that people think he's out of the fight and then he lands a haymaker and, and knocks people out. Yeah. So it's a tough one. Steven wonder boy. Thompson. I like that. Yeah. I'm though. taking Lewis. Come on, son. My balls are hot. <laughs> I will forever take him. Uh, Steven wonder boy, Thompson versus Vincent. I'm gonna say luck. Luke, 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 uh, 17 and six. Bad. I mean, Thompson needs a win, right? What is he going to do? He he needs something. Uh, came in with a lot of hype. Uh, did all right in the beginning, and then just after I Woodley, like he couldn't get beyond not making it. Always looking to counter versus like going in for it. I just I don't know. I'm not I'm not completely sold on him. I want to be sold on him. I want to like him. I like the style. I like the bouncing and the moving. I like the kicks. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to win. So I'm I'm not sold. Here here's the thing about Wonderboy that'll drive people crazy. If you look at his wins, he beat Johnny Hendricks, beat him to death, kicked him to death. Then he beat Jorge Masvidal. Then he had a draw with Tyrone Woodley, and and very well could have won that first fight of theirs. Showed a lot of toughness. Uh, Pettis broke his face with that uh, crazy right hand. And he's had like 17 weird injuries. He's had his, his thumb operated on, knees, very weird. He's a good-looking guy. You know, he comes in, he's very clean, all-American. So everybody wants him to do well. His style makes me yawn because, like you say, he's a point fighter. So it's it's very slow. And that him and Tyron kind of canceled each other out. Um, but against Luke, what I expect is that Luke, if you're going to beat Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, you have to. You can't let him have distance. He's a creator, so he's got to have distance to do that. To do his spins and his fucking crazy kicks and shit, he has to have distance. So you got to stay in his face, eat a couple. Uh, don't let him use his legs. You got to eliminate the legs because him and Luke are like a spitting image of each other. The only difference is Luke has uh, shorter legs. Like Stephen's legs are super yeah. long. So you got to get rid of those. 
Luke is a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, Wonder Boy is a purple belt. So that's advantage, Luke. Um, so, you know, me, I'm taking Luke as the dog because Steven's coming off. He's lost three or four. And I'm with you. I'm just not sold. I like him, but I got to go with Luke. I want to like him. I want to see flashy kicks. I want to see a lot of kicks. Like it should be just nonstop kicks everywhere from all angles. His his feet. You ever see? Um, oh Christ! It was a Jet Li movie. Is it Fist of Fury? No. My bad. No, Jackie Chan, uh, drunken drunken master, where they're fighting in like a a factory that has like melting. They're making metal. I don't know. They're doing like wrought iron or something. I think they're making wrought iron yeah. or whatever. It's some smelting factory and Jackie Chan gets kicked in, but he's fighting this guy and he's just all kicks, all kicks. Yeah. That's what, that's, oh, yeah. that's all he should be. Bouncing, kick, kick, kick. Fucking, you sh- shouldn't even really have to use your hands. Keep, keep your yeah. distance. The only thing that worries me if, if Luke can take him down, I don't know. I, I haven't seen Thompson on the ground. I don't think ever. Yeah. I mean, he, he can survive on the ground. Like his, he, his jujitsu is one of those guys where he's, he learned it properly. Someone taught him jujitsu. And the first thing you learn is how to not get submitted, right? Like first let's learn where you're not going to get choked every time you get taken down. So he defends well, cause Tyron couldn't finish him, um, when he would get on top, which is pretty crazy. Um, so not so much, you know, I'm just, I don't know about the wear and tear on him and shit. He's a favorite. He's a minus one twenty five favorite. Um, but Luke's won like six in a row, I think five in a row. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I gotta take Luke. Sadly, I like old Wonder Boy though. Man, I don't know. I, I it's a pick 'em fight though. It's pretty I know, close. I don't want to pick the same one as you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it but, could. Fuck, man, Stephen could be motivated, man. We never know. I, You've been killing me in picks this year, anyway. <laughs> You're uh, killing me. So, but uh, with that, maybe I'll take Thompson just for he for shits, shits and, gigs. and giggles. He needs something, right? He needs three. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, what is he? What happens to him if he loses? Do they cut him. He goes. He goes to Bellator. Maybe him and Michael Venom Page fight. I don't know, man. If uh, if he loses, I say make him and Weidman fight. Fucking brother in laws sell a pay per view. Have them make a catch weight and fight each other <laughs> to stay relevant. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's still in fights. He hasn't. He doesn't look like he needs to quit or anything. But he's one of these guys too, man. Eventually, you got to get a win. So, uh, yeah. He doesn't run though. He doesn't take cans. He's another one. He fights the best of the best, and you know, we'll see what is uh, what kind of stones he's got because this is one of those uh, crossroad fights for him. So I wouldn't be surprised you see a motivated uh, Stephen Thompson. Get back to how he was with Johnny Hendricks. Because when he fought Johnny Hendricks, he did just what you said. He kicked him till he died. He kicked Johnny Hendricks to the body and to the head until Johnny Hendricks was like, please stop. <laughs> stop kicking me. Somebody make him stop kicking me. Uh, the co-main event, Kelvin Gaslam versus Darren Till. I feel bad for Kelvin for being 185 because he's a shorter fighter. Not that he hasn't done well and he's still a beast and can get in there. But when you're a bigger fighter, you 
have the advantage. And Darren Till mm-hmm. is huge for 185. He could, I think, he could make 205 and and do well. Yeah, and he used to fight 170. Yeah, he fought Cowboy at 170 and Jorge at 170. He's actually coming up because that weight cut was so bad. Because you're right, he was like a two. <laughs> 225. That's what he walked. He's a huge 6'2". He's a big motherfucker. He's huge, dude. It'd be like me fighting you. I actually... Yes, it would would be very similar to that. Size, like, height-wise and shit. And length. Fucking Darren Till so long. So, I... So long. I like Kelvin. I thought he was great in the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, It was interesting to see him shut down Uriah Hall there. He's his problem is not making weight than having to go up, but he's done well at, at 185. <clears throat> I mean, basically, he had a title. He had the title? He, he, I don't know if he had an interim. He he's had, been, he's fought for titles with uh, Adesanya, yeah, I think, um, which was a fucking that was, epic all-timer fight. That was before the interim. So I think he had the interim yeah. uh, and went to go fight was supposed to fight Whitaker or no, they fought for the interim and I'll at won. I don't won. know if he ever had, cause Whitaker got hurt. That, that's pro- I think that's what it was. Yeah. They were fighting for the interim. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. And I'm going to let you pick first. Cause I've picked first every time. <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder. Who you got? I mean, it's fine. I was going to take till just cause I just huge, man. That guy, I've seen some of his fights, some of his shit talking gets annoying, but he's just looking at him like he's a giant dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's the thing with Till, and this is a that's a great pick. Till is a plus one eighty underdog, so you make a, you can make eighty bucks. You, you put a hundred down, you make one hundred eighty bucks. That's crazy. That- he's a great he's a great underdog pick if you're going to pick a dog. Him and Kevin Lee, you can make some money. Uh, Joe B can make some cash if he throws down some money. I'm taking Gaslam. He's a plus or he's a minus one eighty one favorite. And here's why. First off, you got um you got two southpaws. So it's gonna be awkward, right? Man. You don't see a lot of southpaws fight southpaws. I've got a prediction. I feel like there's gonna be an accidental butt in this fight, head butts, a lot of head clashing with the two southpaws uh diving in together with the left hand. Um till is longer by a long shot, but Gaslam can't be finished. He's a Terminator. You know, he just, everybody he fights says it too. His boxing is so good. He's so tough. But the frustrating part about Kelvin is you look at his body and you know he could make 170 if he just stopped eating cheeseburgers. <laughs> He's a 170-er. Uh, clearly, but he, he wants to eat. He, he won't, he doesn't like to cut it. He couldn't make 170. He kept showing up overweight and it pissed everyone off because you know he could dominate at 170 yeah yeah it's it's funny i mean if you want to eat but as long as you can you can get in there and i mean which he has so it's it's not like he's done horrible being in that division uh as far as like no for sure takedowns if darren till can get low enough to to get him down i think he's just going to scoop him and and put him down but Kelvin's no slouch at wrestling or on his back either. So, yeah, he's very well rounded. You're absolutely like it. There's not a really holes in Kelvin's game. And where I see Till with his best advantage, and I think his best fight we've ever seen is when he destroyed Cowboy and he used his Muay Thai. 
he got in the clinch and kneed and elbowed Cowboy. And Cowboy was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, he killed him before it even started. Cowboy even said, I remember after that fight, he was just like, you know, give me a Budweiser. I just got my ass kicked really bad by this young kid. And then I think uh, Till started believing it because they pushed him too soon. You know, and then he's had these fucking behavioral issues, trashing the rooms over there in England and shit. And if he's motivated, which it sounds like he is, he went back to his uh, old ways of training. He's dangerous, man. I mean, and he got embarrassed at home by Jorge in his mm-hmm. last fight. Got knocked out at home. So you want a pissed off fighter. I love this fight. I think it's going to be another classic because Kelvin's not really one to knock you out. He's one to just pepper you all night and lump you up and make you know you've been in a fist fight. So I like that. You're taking Till, I'm taking Gasolin. Who knows? And then the main event. Then there was one. The fight of the year for the fans, right? I I don't think anybody ever saw the UFC putting this fight together if those two didn't not call each other out. I think Nate called out Jorge, but just say, I'm I'm here to fight. I want this shit. If they did not go after it, UFC never would have put this shit together. And if the fans didn't respond the way they did by saying, fuck yes, yeah. make the fuck. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, two, two warriors that want to go into the cage and just sit there and bang. I know, like, I don't want to say any of the fighters don't. They obviously want to go in there. They want to perform well. They want to win. They want to get the next contract. Some people that have gone up on the rise to stardom get it in their heads a little much. Uh, You have the Ronda Rousey's where you're maybe straining yourself too thin, doing eight eight movies, commercials, fucking appearing all over the place, not really improving your game staying yeah that i mean she has a a whole lot of other problems aside that but just not letting the stardom and and that uh fame go to your head these two are warriors they have their followings they their fans and yet are still they don't give a shit um i know when nate said he was out leon edwards or is it yeah leon edwards uh yeah leon edwards Three piece yeah, recipient. Said that he, Three piece from the startup. He wanted uh he wanted to take Nate's place, especially after I think if this fight didn't happen, I think because of their drama, they were building a fight to happen. Yeah, I mean it would have been the only logical thing other than flying in a uh, rusty Connie, Conor McGregor to fight That's Jorge. Right. And he could make weight if they did a catch weight or they fought at 170. Connor's small. He'd be at 170. That's what I thought was going to happen. That they were going to. And who? how good does Connor look if he does that? I mean, it, he's famous all over again. That's what I thought. That was my plan B. Leon Edwards is also, though, solid because of their beef and the three piece and all that. Yeah. No, I don't want to see Connor fight Jorge at all. Ever, I think I think Jorge would destroy him. Uh, I mean, he's just I don't I don't like him at one seventy. I think he's just he's not meant to be that big. Yeah, 
No, it's definitely a stretch, and it's props to him for being willing right. to do it because he would do. Yeah, would do no, it. he definitely would. Like, I'm not saying anything about him. He would definitely take the fight, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to see him. Oh, I'm with <laughs> you. Get murdered. Uh, but yeah, I thought they were building up. They had the backstage little uh, incident, if you will, in London. Yep. So I'm like, all right, well, that's the fight to make. Um, until Nate was like, no, nah, I want that fight. Then obviously, yes, make this fight. Please make this fight. This is, it has the potential, Good right, fight. to to go down as the fight of the year. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I'm predicting that. Um, my prediction is a bloodbath on it, you know. I'm uh, I'm gonna start. I'll start with my keys to victory for both these guys. I know these guys very well. I'm huge fans of both of them. There's no one. Uh, everybody knows I'm a Diaz uh, brother, lover. Always have been. So it's clear I'm gonna take Nate Diaz. I have to. But there's way Jorge can win. Clearly, I could see it all day. First thing is he's got to start early. He's got to get on Diaz early. What's weird is they're both pressure fighters. So how's that going to work? Because they both come forward. Who's going to back up? You know, that's that's my question is who somebody's got to back up unless it's going to be one minute of fury. I hope not. I hope it's uh, an exchange. Maybe they don't ever pass the <clears throat> the inner octagon banner they yeah. just stay within that circle moving back and forth is like a almost like a a synchronized dance a choreographed ball, ballet yeah. of just you know violence <laughs> yeah well here's here's what where jorge the possibilities first off i could see jorge cutting diaz very early and cutting him badly that's always a possibility with the diaz they cut so fucking easily if jorge opens him up which he will that's gonna happen and it's too bad, and he opens him early. Five rounds of a cut man keeping a Diaz cut closed. I mean, a lot of people don't remember, but Nick Diaz lost his Strike Force championship due to a doctor stoppage because his eye was hanging off his skull. The cut was so bad. Their brows are just scar tissue. It's fucking terrible. So he could stop him that way. Second way is leg kicks. Diaz is a southpaw. <clears throat> Jorge can fight both ways. He's actually tricky because he throws a lot of combinations where he changes stances mid-combination. That's how he knocked out Till was he came in orthodox, switched southpaw, hooked him, knocked him out. He never saw it. So now if Jorge's fighting orthodox, then Nate is southpaw because that's what how he fights. I expect Jorge to kick the inside of his lead leg all night long. That's the, I mean, RDA showed that you can kick his leg off. Nate's a boxer. He's very front leg heavy. Unprecedentedly heavy. That leg is there. It will be there. I expect Jorge to chew it up. Now, Nate's so fucking tough, he'll just take it. But I think Jorge's going to kick him and kick him to death. Now, the thing that's tricky about Jorge, right, that he does that I really like, <clears throat> I saw Dan Hardy talked about this a while back. And I went back and looked at some of the some of his fights in the build up to this show, and it's really true. It's a great point. Jorge has like two left hooks. They're two different ones. He has one where he like, you know, he hooks, but he opens his hand and just kind of leads you into his right hand. It's more of a scoop to the right hand. 
which is cool. Not many people do that. And then he's got a standard hook where you get your elbow behind the wrist so it's solid and it's a knockout punch. But his he uses it like a shovel to bring you into his right hand. He's going to need to use the one that's longer for Nate because Nate fights long and he leans back with his weight on his front foot if he wants to catch Nate. So there's all those possibilities. Which one of those he's going to do? I don't know, but I could see it ending in any one of those ways. Um, I've never seen Jorge get submitted. Um, And he went the distance with Damian Maya, with Damian Maya on his back the whole fight. So he can, you know, he can wrestle and not get submitted, which is where, where I see Diaz can take it is Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz both. They have world-class jujitsu but they're terrible wrestlers, so they can't get anyone to the ground. So the way they use their jiu-jitsu is to get you to take them down, a.k.a. Conor McGregor, because he'll turn a striker into all of a sudden they're a wrestler because they're getting their face peppered. They shoot an ugly takedown. Nate's like, cool, works his way out of guard, gets your back, chokes you to sleep, or throws a leg up over, triangles you, bye-bye. He's done that numerous times. So... I think Jorge's smarter than that. He's not going to play the jiu-jitsu. He'll let him stand up. He won't dive down and play jiu-jitsu with uh, Nate. He's too smart for that. Jorge is a seasoned fucking Kimbo Slice veteran. He's seen everything. Yeah, it'll... It's so good. <laughs> it will be uh, interesting to see how they both come out. I think Nate actually learned a lot between RDA and even facing Connor that second time where his legs were getting kicked yeah. out from under him that by the time that he fought Iaquinta, he was checking checking kicks a lot more. It's uh, a great point. So I it's think great point. not that I mean Jorge still kicks hard. So hopefully he I think he's learned a lot from that maybe at least to check more not not try to get your leg broken. Um. It w- yeah, he broke Pettis's foot there from checking kicks. You're absolutely right. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, he finally learned. I think it was RDA, like you just said. Like I don't want my leg kicked off. Maybe I should check. Yeah, because I mean, right after RDA, he fought. Is I think it was the second fight of <clears throat> Connor, and that's when you saw Connor implementing leg kicks and kicking that leg out. Yeah. And then after that, he definitely was like, "Nope, fuck that shit. I'm not taking. This. I'm not going to lose because of this shit." Um. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my thing about Nate. Nate is all about, I call it, some people call it being in the zone. I call it when he gets into Diaz mode, which his brother did it too. When they get comfortable, like when he fought Michael Johnson and he starts talking <laughs> shit. And if he, if he stalked and slaps you, that's a terrible uh, place to be. You can't let him get that comfortable because once he gets that comfortable, his chin becomes granite. His cardio is endless. And he's almost a Terminator. But if you never let him get there, if you just keep him frustrated, and if somebody would pressure him, which I think Jorge is smart enough to do, he doesn't see that very much. The only other person that did that was RDA. RDA stayed in his face, kicked his fucking legs, and just kept kicking him and pushing Nate back. He's probably the only one I've ever seen. Connor did it some where he got Nate going backwards, dropped him a couple times, and Nate tried to do the, oh, I'm down, come in my guard thing. But Jorge is smarter. He's not going to fall for any of those gimmicks, which is why I think this fight, if you want to see a fight of two men that are going to go to 
the sport equivalent of war and have good sportsmanship. You're not going to see any bullshit or, or any shit talking afterwards. Whoever wins is going to win, and they'll get acknowledged by the other guy, and it'll be a fair contest. <clears throat> I just think Nate gets a decision. Uh, <laughs> a bloodbath. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they come out. Do they start slow and not yeah feel let it you know, feel each other out like do you go into it like all this build up two fighters you know you're coming to fight so do you start like all right we're we're warming up each other so we're both hit not you're not you're not hitting those bombs like that that get, sure. listening to gain and maze hit each other where i mean <laughs> dude some of them slaps like echoed in that place where punches mm-hmm. and kicks so are they going to come out throwing fire right off the bat? You come out, you just kind of touch each other, you warm each other up. I know we just warmed up for an hour in the back, but now let's you know figure this out. This is sparring, and as you go on, do you does the intensity increase? And then uh, third round, heavy hands. But like, who, Nate hasn't been knocked out since. He's never been knocked out. He got stopped once by Josh Thompson because the ref stopped it. And Nate was still awake, but it was after a flying knee. And he was kind of, he was on, you know, not easy street for sure, but he wasn't out. That's the only time. So you're absolutely right. My Here's my biggest key. And I'm so frustrated because my gut tells me, what I, I see Jorge winning the fight, but I will never pick against the Diaz, and I can't, so I, I, my rational, my brain, and heart are telling me, shut the fuck up, it's Diaz all day. But Nate is the predictable one. You know what you're going to get with Nate. He's going to come forward. He's going to throw that long left hand. He's going to pepper you with with rights and just pepper you, and, and it's endless volume, and it's going to... At first, he's going to hit you and you're going to be like, this ain't shit. And then after two rounds, you're like, please stop hitting me. You've never stopped. He's hit me for 10 straight minutes and it hurts and he wears on you. And you see he's not tired. And it, it confuses you because he may be bloody and his face hanging off, but he's not tired and he's not slowing down. He's not going anywhere. He doesn't want out. So that can psych- psychologically, a lot of fighters lose that way. But that'll never stop. Jorge is way too strong in the in the head for any of that street bullshit. Fighter. And he's also unpredictable. Who saw him coming out with a flying knee to the face to Ben Askren and ending the fastest KO in UFC history? Uh, yeah, I don't. Other than them, because they were practicing, <laughs> uh, I did not. But I did have him to win over Askren, anyways. I am. I've been a fan of Masvidal. I think since I remember him. Yeah, back with the Kimbo when he first came in and and talking yeah. about like always waiting for him to get up there, but he was another one because he doesn't toe the company line of, Oh yeah, I'm the UFC, let me suck that dick. Like it it's I'm Absolutely. a fucking person, I'm a fighter, fucking I'm here to do my shit and not not talk about it, not be about it. Like I'm a warrior, not just a an athlete, right? That's the difference between some of the fighters now and back in the day is you had warriors and now you have athletes. Yeah, it's true. uh, And he's a, he's like a perfect mix 
you know, he came up as with the Warriors, but he's also evolved his game and taken it so serious. And he's so athletic and uh, remained relatively durable and injury free. You know that it's unbelievable. But to both guys' credits, their followings are mm-hmm. organic and they're unstoppable. And it's the first time you finally see the UFC have to kind of cave to that shit. Because both, nobody, neither one of these guys are going to lose followers. There's not going to be a loser in this fight. The winner is going to fight Connor if Connor uh, gets through his first win. The Nate trilogy is there for Connor anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing. What in the back of, I'm worried about in the back of Nate's mind, if the going gets tough in this fight, he knows he has a huge million dollar payday with Connor no matter what. Jorge doesn't have that guarantee. So, uh, you know, if it comes down to who's willing to die in their shield, you know, I think you're going to have to fucking kill Jorge to get him out of there, which is why I see the decision uh, is my prediction. But I'm so torn. I don't care. I just want to see it and love it and embrace it. But both these guys, you look at their losses, you know, Jorge's 34 and 13. Nate's 20 and 11. And it's the biggest fight everybody wants to see. I can't wait to see how it does pay-per-view wise. Yeah. Uh, undefeated records really don't mean anything. Right. I mean, I mean, they do, they do, oh, right. Sure. You, Not- it obviously tells you where you're at in, in your career, uh, at your level. But as far as the fights concerned as for fans, your record don't mean shit. As long as you're out there, you're performing, you're giving it your all down to throw down whenever it is. Not, you know, Nah, I can't really do it this time. Uh, you know, I mean, I, That's I get key. when injuries happen and shit like that. There are those circumstances where you have to pull out of a fight. It happens. But mm. the ones that show up every time that are there to to go to war every time and mm-hmm. it's it's crazy, man. Like I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I look at it the way I look at my favorite fighters I'm with you. The records don't really matter to me. What matters to me is how much are they finished? Because decisions, I don't put much, I don't really give a loser, especially in like a split decision. To me, that's mm-hmm. a draw. A split decision is in my head. I know on the books it looks different. And both these guys have a lot of decision losses where there's fuckery in their fans' opinions where you could cut half of those losses off, both of them easily. And neither one of them really get finished. So. What can you say? You know, to me, a fighter, the only time it gets iffy for them is when they start getting finished. You know, that's where I start getting concerned about them. But these guys don't get finished. Yeah. Concerned for their health. Yeah. If they're, if they're getting finished. Yeah. But at, I'm not going to not watch them. Right. Oh, for sure. Unless it's, Fuck. Unless it's like Chuckle Hill. When you're, when you're old and getting finished, then it's, you know, stop it. Well, no, or if you're wide, yeah. it starts to scare you because he's not necessarily old, but he's got a lot of injuries and, you know, you feel for the guy and uh, he still, you know, says he wants to do it, but fuck, I don't know. But what a card, man. And uh, I do got to announce, I told Brooke I would announce, she is picking Masvidal and her reason is this, because his favorite pizza is pineapple and jalapenos <laughs> and that is her favorite pizza. So that is her logic, uh, folks. Uh, not only to differ from me, but 
And that's how she's genius. And Joe B's wife is very similar. She picks on a very weird reason. And so that's how uh, our wives yeah, do it. Yeah, she likes to watch them as they walk out and get to see their record. I cannot tell them or tell her their record. She has to see it for herself. Like, I'm going to fucking lie about it. <laughs> she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't sure. want any anything out of my mouth while they're doing their walkout so that way she can figure it out. I'm like, all right. Do you, whatever gets you yeah. to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it Saturday night. We're, we're doing the fight companion. Um, I can't wait for that. Uh, we will not be putting the organization name out there or anything. So we don't get, uh, blocked or anything. Isn't that what got us in trouble last time was that we put the, yeah, I had the fight streaming for a little bit, which I mean, again, you're allowed <laughs> clips, but uh, I, I had it up yeah. way too long and forgot about it with all the chaos that was going on in here, watching the fights, the the stream not coming in clear, having issues and tech difficulties. It was a lot of chaos. So, but anyways, yeah, that's all right. It was so oh, fun. Yeah. It was a great time. It was a blast. We had Jason Almy and uh, his uh, lovely wife and your wife and Brooke and I had a fucking blast and got drunk, and it was a good time. I plan on doing that again Saturday. I just hope I uh, make it to Masvidal and Diaz because there's so many fucking – every one of these fights, I'm never going to get to go piss. <laughs> I'm going to have to go piss in between because uh, every one of these fights is bangers. And the undercard. The undercard finishes with Johnny Walker and fucking Corey yeah. Anderson. Uh, I'm, I don't know who to pull for in that fight. I want to see Johnny Walker fight John Jones. I've said it since he's built. He is John Jones. He's like his mirror image, but Brazilian. He does the f- crazy one-handed cartwheels that John Jones, you know, it's a, it's a fun thing to watch. Uh, but fuck, everybody's in the John Jones sweet stage. Right yeah, now, trying. So. Uh, but I feel Let's bad see. for Corey Anderson, man. He's trying to make that, that climb, that pull. He's getting up there. I love Corey uh, Anderson. He's a good dude. I do love him. But was told uh, by Dana that he just doesn't move the needle enough. So he's got to move that. So if you are a fan of Corey Anderson, make sure you watch that fight, show up for that fight, buy that dude's merch, and show yeah. the UFC. Hashtag him too, Dan. Yeah. Tweet about him. Get it. Get the word out. Those guys that are the feature of the prelims on a huge pay-per-view, that's a huge spot to be in. Corey Anderson comes in. If he upsets Johnny Walker, because I'm certain Johnny Walker is going to be the favorite, that'd be huge for him. And I like him because he is a bring-your-lunch-pail fighter, Corey Anderson. You're going to be in a fight every time you fight him. It's going to be in your face. You know, my heart, I want him to win. And he could win. I mean, it's 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 very close. I haven't bro- broke it down enough to pick a winner. Um, what I do like about it is he's – Corey Anderson went on uh, Simmons and Moore, didn't he? Then I think we should both pick. He's got my pick. Yeah, I like. Sounds good. Say do that. Well, cool, brother man. Well, shit, that was fucking fun, man. I loved it. Some fucking uh, MMA love for that ass for everybody. Hope that uh, they enjoyed it. Got some info here. If you're gonna bet, remember you take fucking Kevin Lee and Darren Till like Joe B. You got a chance to actually make some money Saturday yes. night. Put down a hundred bucks, make some Hell cash. yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Smoke Thrower. Hit us up there. Ask any MMA, UFC, Bellator, any combat sport questions. We'll try to get them answered for you. Uh, you can join us when we are live, be in the chat. You could 
maybe we should do a, a chat show one of these days and ha- try to get everybody in there and throw out questions while we sit in yeah. there. And you can and you can find us this Saturday, November second, right here, streaming and watching the fights, talking about them live right there. You can get our reactions. Yeah, and if uh, you don't like uh, mine and Joe's ugly asses, we'll have our beautiful wives. I'm sure they'll be making appearances. They're much better to look at than us. Um, and I will be uh, having drinky poos with my wife, so I can't wait to party. Hell yeah. That and you can find us at Married as Fuck on Twitter, uh, Married AF uh, Podcast on Instagram. Uh, just look for Uncle Randy's ass uh, anywhere and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you folks again. Yeah. I'm at any pod we'll do on Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up. Like, rate. If you like this show, share it out. Like it, rate it, review. You can find it on the Inner Circle Presents RSS feed. And here on the Civilized Creatures Facebook page, shout out to DJ Lone Man watching in the chat. Peace out. Yep. Love you guys. Holler at you. Diaz for life. Goddamn hell. Uncle Matt's what I was going to eat that ass. <laughs> <laughs>